0: Welcome to the Owl Once Was Lost podcast. We are the companion podcast to the free phone app for Android and Apple devices where we can get info on a missing person out and into the eyes and ears of people in the local vicinity and all of it in real time. So please go to wherever you get your apps from and download the Owl Once Was Lost podcast. Missing persons phone application. Please consider downloading that app and being a part of the solution. The more people that have the app, the better chance of locating a missing person. This report is provided by the stories of the unsolved.com, where you can find a repository of many unsolved, missing, and murdered cases all at your fingertips. This is where we gather our case information for the podcast, and we can't thank them enough for allowing us to bring the information to you. You can download the app and episodes at owl-oncewaslost.com and read about this and all the other missing persons cases at storiesoftheunsolved.com. Please also remember that we need the simple step of hitting the five-star review on the Apple reviews, which helps us in being found in the podcast algorithms. It's so very important. It only takes a second and we'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you to the the storiesoftheunsolved.com, again, for providing these cases. And again, you can go there and have access to a vast repository of missing and murdered cases. So this is the disappearance of Jamie Fraley. Jamie Michelle Fraley was born on March 5th of 1986 in Gaston County, North Carolina, From the onset, she was someone who defied the odds. She was a sickly newborn who many believe wouldn't live past the age of one, but she did. She was later diagnosed with bipolar and anxiety disorders, and she took medications to manage both and is said to have responded well. Jamie was a firecracker with a big heart and a passion for helping others. While known to be feisty at times, she was sweet and a very intelligent girl and this led her to pursue a career as a substance abuse counselor for which she was studying part-time at Gaston College alongside getting her GED. At the time of her disappearance, Jamie was engaged to Ricky Simmons Jr. The pair began dating in 2006 and not long after began living together at the Copperfield apartment complex at 1850 Lowell Bethesda Road in Gastonia. Ricky was known to law enforcement and in 2007 was sentenced to 15 months for theft. Her family shared their concerns about him with Jamie, but she chose to stay, writing Ricky daily and visiting him in prison. On April 7th of 2008, Jamie was suffering from what doctors believed to be the stomach flu, for which she'd gone to the hospital twice. The first time was around lunchtime. When she returned home, her friend picked up a dog. Jamie had been babysitting for her and offered to drop off her prescriptions at a local drugstore. Between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m., Jamie decided she needed to return to the emergency room, unhappy with her previous diagnosis. As she didn't have a driver's license or a method of transportation, she called her fiancé's father, Ricky Simmons Sr., for a ride. When she arrived at the hospital, she was told the wait would be about three hours. She decided to leave and called another neighbor to ask for a ride back to her, her apartment. Jamie got home around midnight and called her mother. Concerned, Kim freely asked if she wanted to, to be picked up the next day, and her daughter declined, saying she had an appointment with the Social Security Administration. And two hours later, Jamie called the friend and told them someone was going to pick her up and take her back to the hospital. However, she didn't say who put that person or who that person was, and abruptly hung up when they pulled up outside. Jamie never appeared at the hospital that third time. On April 9th of two thousand and eight, a healthcare provider arrived at Jamie's apartment to take her to her appointment with the Social Security Administration, but found her door locked. When Jamie failed to answer calls to her cell phone, the provider left. But failed to notify her family for two days. On April 11th, Kim called the police and asked them to perform a welfare check on her daughter. When an officer arrived at her apartment, he found no signs of forced entry or a struggle. And after numerous attempts to reach Jamie via her cell phone, Kim, Jamie's aunt, and her cousin entered the apartment and found her purse, her wallet, keys, and identification. She'd also vomited in several places, indicating the severity of her stomach issues. They noticed the shoelaces were missing from her favorite pair of shoes, which struck them as odd. Kim once again called the police, this time to file a missing persons report. The Gaston County Police Department assigned three investigators to the case full-time and requested assistance from the State Bureau of Investigation and the FBI, They interviewed Jamie's friends and family and conducted door-to-door conversations with residents of the apartment complex.